You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Professor Robert D'Agostino with Do Facts Matter. And today we're going to have a little fun. We're going to talk about unidentified flying objects, UFOs, with a very prominent uh, Washington presence, Lauren, that's L-O-R-E-N, Smith. Lauren Smith is a former professor. He uh, worked uh, for President Ronald Reagan as his election law counsel, both in 76 and 1980. He's been the chief judge of the uh, Court of Claims in Washington, uh, uh, offering a number of really significant opinions. Uh, he now is a senior judge there, and he is uh, still working uh, on the Court of Claims. Uh, he has at least nine grandchildren at last count. I don't know if he has more, but uh, it was at least nine the last time I talked to him. So, Lauren, um, uh, welcome to DeFacts Matter, and today we're going to talk about UFOs. They're all in the news, and they're tremendously in the news today. And the question is, what are they, where do they come from, and how do we explain the various sightings, including the fact that some of the sightings are, you know, so a huge variation in physical uh, uh, descriptions. I mean, we got flying saucers, we got flying triangles, we got flying pyramids, uh, we got uh, flying uh, oblong pieces, uh, like c- cigars. The uh, different people describe different things, and that's something that we need to, you know, address too. Anyway, Lauren, let me, let me give it to you to, for you to talk about what you think these things are all about. Okay, well, thank you, Bob. Uh, one of the things about UFOs that I guess is a good beginning point is there are huge numbers of reports of them, and as you correctly noted. They come in all sizes and shapes and colors and flavors. Uh, the number of reports, I think, in 2020 was a record high of something like 20,000 reports. That was just the United States. Uh, they also uh, reported in virtually every country in the world, with certain countries having lots of them, like the uh, Russia, Chile, uh, and Italy all seem to be relatively hot areas for UFOs, or as they're called in the trade, hot spots, which for some reason uh, encourage more UFOs. Um, they've also uh, been seen by virtually every kind of observer, from military, uh, police, uh, government officials, uh, to people doing every kind of job from uh, people who are working on farms, uh, to people who are driving trucks, and people who are in the middle of big cities. So it's a, a very broad phenomena. Uh, estimates might be as high as, uh, assuming you're only getting a small percentage of people reporting them, uh, the actual numbers may be huge, plus remembering mo- most of the Earth is water, uh, about uh, I think three-fifths of the Earth's surface is covered with water, uh, so there's not a lot of reporters out there to see them. Though people on ships see UFOs as well and see uh, what would be underwater UFOs, um, U- uh, U- UFOs. Um, and uh, so the, it's a broad phenomena. 
And well, well, wait, well, Lauren, and, Lauren, but wait one minute. Many of the sightings can be explained. Weather balloons, uh, how about space debris? There, there are thousands of, of articles of space debris up there, partial satellites, spent rockets. So a lot of the, 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 the sightings are probably very explainable by either uh, man-made objects uh, floating around and, or coming into the atmosphere, uh, maybe a meteor, or maybe natural phenomenon. So even though there's a lot of sightings, don't you think most of those sightings are really explainable? Oh, there are a lot of sightings that are explainable, but the percentage of those sightings has, that are explainable has dropped. At one point, it probably was 10% were unexplainable. Uh, but now the number is significantly lower, partly because the public is more sophisticated. While we have more things in the air, the public understands them. For example, jet planes early on were probably a prominent source of, of UFOs, especially when the U.S. was testing secret planes. But that's not the case that often. And a lot of the reports come because people generally are only reporting things that are really extraordinary uh, from people who are seeing something. And many of the reports are fairly up close, so they're not the uh, the traditional space junk, meteors, bright planets, and that sort of thing. Um, but well, I guess I, the... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, uh, as I said, there's a, a lot of this idea about uh, turning some other... St- Space debris. There also this idea is that there really is something. There are visitors that are unexplainable, perhaps from different uh, uh, universes or different solar systems, at least. And we'll talk about that a little later. And that the reason that all this information is be, being declassified is the government expects something to happen and is trying to prevent panic when that something does happen by getting people used to hearing about UFOs. What do you think about that? Well, that, that's a very interesting question because that is one of the things that might explain the big change in naval uh, government policies, particularly naval policy. Up until, really, 2019, uh, no government validation of any UFO report had occurred in the United States. There were some validations from the Italian government and the Chilean government of UFOs, and they were pretty much open and honest about it. The U.S. has had a very tight uh, approach to denial. Uh, They have not taken any UFO accounts seriously, at least publicly, and have have denied them. Uh, So I think there's a change coming. It's interesting that the Air Force, which probably has the most UFO reports and the, mo- the best opportunity to see UFOs, has remained silent. While the Navy has reported at least two groups of, of films on UFOs, and the Coast Guard has had the one very dramatic UFO uh, set of photos. Well, of course, uh, and the Chilean uh, uh, UFO sightings, uh, the implication is that there's a UFO base in Chile, that they actually come and go uh, uh, from uh, some from place in, in, in Chile. Yeah, have you, have I've you heard of that. Those, those theories uh, that the Andes uh, would 
be a perfect base for UFOs. And, and of course, you've got these mega uh, structures that were built by uh, Machu Picchu. They were built by the Inca and then the Nazca, you know, vast aligned figures. Um, it seems to me that that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and I'll, the reason why is the abilities that UFOs seem to have, uh, they can move at incredible speeds. They can apparently uh, uh, cloak themselves with some device because uh, some Italian photos recently showed a UFO performing uh, strange things in the Italian sky, but it wasn't visible uh, to the naked eye. The Italians were testing a new infrared camera that had been issued to NATO forces, and they were still as an experimental device. They were testing it, and they, the UFO showed up on them, whereas it, none of the, the people in the plane could see the UFO. So with that need, the question is, why do they need a base in the Andes? Uh, maybe they come from the Andes. But a base doesn't seem to me to make sense. Well, how about uh, the, uh, the theory of underwater bases, that these UFOs, certain UFOs seem to disappear just to dive into the ocean? Uh, a recent case of a spherical UFO, not not one of Usually they talk about triangular-shaped or saucer-shaped mm-hmm. or pyramid-shaped or cigar-shaped. This was spherical, and they've got a uh, film of what looks like a spherical unidentified flying object just dry jumping into the ocean and others uh, observers have said that they've seen these UFOs dive into the ocean so underwater base Does that I think sense? there's a lot of evidence to the fact that they do go into the ocean one of the recent government released UFO photos was from the Coast Guard they thought they were tracking someone running drugs in a small vehicle of some kind, looked like a plane, but then on closer observation, it appeared to be moving way too fast for a small private light plane. It looked like a spherical UFO. It dove into the water. This is in the Caribbean. Uh, Just from a moment, it dove in fairly quickly. Then it reemerged to the surface and split into two separate crafts and disappeared at high speed. Uh, so there definitely have also been reports uh, for a long time in Scandinavia of what were thought to be Russian submarines uh, going around the Scandinavian uh, uh, peninsula or Scandinavian area north of the, of the Baltic. And, uh, and some of these may well have been UFOs since the Russians denied they were Russian subs, and in some cases... They performed in a way that is unlikely Russian subs could perform, of moving at incredibly high speeds underwater. So, so getting back to my, my, my question, it, assuming this UFO phenomenon is real, and we'll talk about your theory about this in a minute, assuming that the UFO phenomenon is real and there really is visitors from somewhere else, uh, not of this Earth anyway, uh, is the declassification really to prepare us for some dramatic event that, that the government expects is going to happen. Uh, I, I, I've heard that theory expressed, and, and it has a certain credibility to it. 
the problem with the theory is knowing government, government doesn't work that rationally. Uh, it would require a high level of government planning on this topic going back at least four, three or four years uh, to, uh, and, may, and maybe longer uh, to make that kind of decision. I tend to think it's a bureaucratic decision more than anything, that the Navy has its own program, its own institutional culture. Uh, it released these things as part of that. The Air Force isn't buying it, so the Air Force hasn't followed suit. So I don't think it's a government-wide policy yet. I think it tends to be more of an accidental policy. Someone in the Navy decided it was easier than denying that these photos were real because of the pilots who were getting tired of denying it. Uh, let the pilots talk about it. Uh, but the Air Force well, has taken a very different approach. So are you suggesting that the bureaucracy uh, uh, operates independently of their uh, so-called uh, political supervisors? I think that's definitely a case. Uh, part of it is a, is a practical matter. Uh, bureaucracies always operate to some extent independently because they focus their pyramidal shape. Every bureaucracy is large at the bottom and ultimately comes to a point where they interface with the political system, uh, that point being the secretary of the department. And so even in an ideal world where everyone wanted to cooperate with everything, you couldn't because there's not enough time for the people at the top to supervise whatever's happening at the bottom. I, I think I saw as a management theory a person can supervise up to 10 people effectively. Once you get beyond 10 people, uh, effective supervision doesn't work. So you have to have person at level one supervising the level two people who then are, are supervising level three people and so on. So the pyramid grows, and of course, at some point, the people at the top couldn't have any idea what is happening at the bottom. The information chain is too heavy. Um, and I think UFOs have... have been a, an example of how things at the bottom uh, filter up and uh, often don't get all the way to the top. Um, but and occasionally there are definite things that do filter through, and there are also ways in which people can't make decisions. I think one of the problems with the Air Force's decision-making is if the Air Force were to admit these things were real, and I don't know that they have much choice anymore, but if in the past, certainly, the, uh, the Air Force would not like to say there are things filling the air uh, with uh, abilities that we can't even think of matching, theoretically, uh, and we can't defend you against these things. Uh, no Air Force general or cabinet member wants to say that, and that's what the Air Force, I think, is faced with. The alternative of denial and secrecy is we've got to admit we can't defend the country against this threat. Well, that's interesting. So, so if they perceive as a, as a threat out there, now let's, let's talk about that. Uh, if there's a threat out there, then how do you explain, and how, is, how, how does one explain, maybe you have to go to your theory, 
the, the fact that the observations don't agree with each other on the shape of these objects. I mean, it seems to me if there's a, a visitors from another solar system, they'd be, you know, using the vehicles that are the same or similar to each other, yet we see all different descriptions. The flying saucer is, I think the most common one now is the triangle, uh, and, uh, and there's also the flying pyramid, the three-dimensional triangle. There's also the, of course, the flying saucer, and what I mentioned before, the cigar shape. Um, what does that in? What, what does that imply? More than one well, I think, source. Well, it either implies more than one source, which is somewhat hard to believe. And from my astronomical background, I've been studying astronomy and reading astronomy for decades. Um, one of the things you know, we know from astronomy, obviously, distances of stars are enormous compared to any distances we've yet traversed uh, with, with our spacecraft in the in the solar system. The nearest star is four light years away, which would mean that any one coming from that star would have to travel, uh, if they could travel at the speed of light, which they can't seemingly under our laws of physics, they would take four years to get here and four years to return. Um, and so they're not going to go bouncing around likely uh, doing silly things. And, and we'll get to that in a moment. UFOs do silly things, which are seem to be inconsistent with an intelligent civilization. Uh, and to say that we yeah, have can traverse that with warp drives or with interdimensional holes may be true, but there's just no evidence for that at all. Uh, and so you're left with the problem of UFOs have to come from vast distances, and they have to come... So unless the, the lo- location where UFOs come has such a high development of intelligence, maybe uh, 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 Professor Kaku, the uh, Nobel-winning physicist who uh, who's, was the developer of string theory, has said a thousand years would be very unlikely that... that uh, an advanced civilization would have the capabilities we see in UFOs. Maybe a million uh, years in advance would, but that raises the question: Are there a lot of civilizations out there uh, with the advanced uh, or advanced beyond us by a million years? That seems unlikely. Um, so, now one of the implications of the multiple. Uh, Entities, and also an implication uh, created by by some uh, UFO sightings that UFOs seem to split, they seem to combine, they seem to be able to morph their shape to almost any degree. Uh, the uh, a recent photo by the uh, Coast Guard, which showed the UFO entering the water and then emerging and then splitting into two. It's hard to understand that, that any kind of physical uh, object that we know of or can conceive of would be able to do that. So maybe well, certainly, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's an argument, certainly an argument against the, the physical reality of, uh, of UFOs. Of course, in terms of, uh, I want to get to that again with you, but in terms of space travel, uh, aside from we mentioned uh, the warping of space, 
Uh, and obviously, space-time uh, has a reciprocal relationship, and you you can uh, uh, all do all sorts of strange things, including this new developing area, which is uh, more and more people are kind of considering this is the uh, spooky action at a different at a distance. This mm-hmm. is the fact that uh, you, something can happen here, and that could affect something that happened you know ten trillion miles away. So uh, you know. So all these things are, are areas uh, uh, that, that make the whole universe a strange place. So I'm not necessarily think that space travel might be what we think it is. Uh, space might not be what we think it is. Time may not, is certainly not what we think it is here on Earth, that's for sure. I mean, you know, time dilation has been proven, uh, but the... Um, uh, so I'm, I, those areas are, are kind of interesting, but the more areas, in, uh, interesting area right now is this morphing of shapes. How do we explain morphing of shapes uh, other than saying that maybe some of this is just natural phenomena and has nothing to do with the real physical presence of UFOs? What do you think? Well, I think, I think that that's a very good point, a profound question about UFOs. Can UFOs morph into one another? Can a triangle become a, a sphere or a a um, disc-shaped or a cigar? Uh, one of the uh, explanations by UFO uh, uh, parties that groups that are interested in UFOs has been consistently the extraterrestrial hypothesis. And their answer to that is these are different kinds of spaceships, uh, different kinds of vehicles. Some may be created by different civilizations, and that's why they appear to be different. Yet some do seem to have the ability to morph right before ours, effectively, where where uh, photos. I saw one on TV uh, last night where a UFO looking a little like a falling uh, comet split into three and then became three disc-shaped uh, objects and then uh, disappeared after forming a, a, tri- a triangle. Uh, though most disc-shaped objects, if you have three of them, will always form a triangle of some sort. Um, but uh, that ability does raise the question, are they physically real? Now, that doesn't mean they're not real. We have a lot of things that are not physical that are real, uh, and uh, uh, but maybe the uh, UFOs seen by the Navy pilots, which clearly were something real and unexplainable, which which you know, radar bounced off of, which infrared photos showed, uh, which seemed to have a physical effect on the ocean below. Uh, maybe that was an incredibly a uh, different kind of phenomena. Ghosts uh, have had historically seem to appear and disappear, walk through walls, uh, and they're fairly solid, uh, at least reports of ghost-type phenomena uh, that we have gotten over maybe a, a century of, of ghosting, ghost hunting. Uh, so maybe UFOs are a much more sophisticated version of that phenomena they can look hard. They can have radar signals bounce off them, but they're not made of the material that we normally think of reality as being made of, namely matter. 
So, so you're suggesting that the UFOs are are real, but they're not physically real the way we consider physical reality, uh, and so that explains this morphing, this disappearing and non-disappearing. So, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, that true. would explain. You know, that would explain also how you can achieve incredible speeds without doing damage to the machine, or if there are people in it. Uh, in the machine, if it really is a, a imagine a holograph produced by uh, some technology a million years beyond what we have today, uh, today we can make holographs that look pretty convincing to the point when you stick your hand in front of the holograph, uh, you think you're sticking it into a, a physical object, but then you can see it's just a photograph uh, that has this unique uh, holographic property. It may be that you know, an advanced civilization could could produce things like that that looked real in a physical sense, even had real effects, but were in fact not made of uh, the kind of matter we normally think of. Uh, that's okay. certainly a, a possibility. Another possibility is they are like ghosts or other spirit phenomena uh, that science has been reluctant to deal with for a long time. But that phenomena is still uh, uh, a lot of evidence recording something is happening in the, the ghost realm or the supernatural realm. In other words, uh, uh, going back to what's the most clever thing that Satan ever did was to convince people he doesn't exist? Yes. Yes. Uh, C.S. Lewis had, had a section in the right. screw tape letters where... Right. Uh, he, he and Wormwood are discussing uh, Wormwood and his, and his the uh, demon on Earth. Wormwood being the higher up and in, in the lower hierarchy of hell are discussing what's the best approach to humans. And the Middle Ages we used to scare them with demons, and now we think they better if we just convince them we don't exist. So right. that may be that that may be relevant to this uh, UFO problem. Uh, right, so what you're suggesting is possibly, essentially, the existence of demons is a possibility, or the existence that there is a physical presence out there, and they are projecting holograms and, and images to maybe confuse people, or maybe uh, confuse what's going on, so that there's a, uh, there are, one, maybe there are real physical objects that that are uh, flying around out there, and, and maybe these objects are in order to cover up or to, or to confuse people, projecting holograms and projecting these morphing uh, objects around. And that's certainly a possibility. There's another possibility in, to explain the differences in the physical objects, and that is there may be more than, as you mentioned, more than one civilization, and they're jockeying for domination of the Earth. And sometimes when these, and this is where I want to get to, the reports of UFOs crashing on Earth is a result of some jockeying for domination by competing civilizations over the future control of the Earth. What about that? Well, there in um, the late Middle Ages, I think it was in the 1400s, there were two interesting woodcuts that survived that period, uh, showing what appears to be a battle in the sky. And uh, according to the chronicle that uh, was the uh, 
picture, the woodcut was attached to, uh, the Chronicle described how a large number of people in Nuremberg, and I, and I, and I don't remember the, the, the date, it was something like in the four, mid-1400s, uh, seemed to conduct a battle in the sky with rod-shaped and spherical um, devices uh, firing something at each other, and, and one apparently crashed. And this was witnessed by a large, large crowd of individuals. Uh, there was also one a few years later in Basel, Switzerland, which showed a very similar kind of scene that, again, was recorded by the, the illustrators using probably woodcuts to show this, this battle scene. And so these, these two indications indicate maybe there is a contending battle by different, by different powers. The Indians have a lot of history in ancient Indian works of the gods, quote gods, uh, having uh, battles in the sky with powerful, technologically sounding uh, weapons. Uh, so that may be a possibility. I just am hesitant to uh, accept that simply because the technology level that needed to come to Earth from the stars is so enormous that a civilization that did would have to be so advanced that it's hard to believe that anything on Earth would be worth fighting another highly advanced technology and technological civilization. I mean, you can imagine in World War II, the Allies and the Axis fighting over an island with, uh, with aircraft and having air battles that you could watch in the sky. That doesn't happen even in, with Earth technology. Pilots who are shooting at enemy pilots today uh, would never see the enemy pilot. It would all be done on radar with missiles, and uh, uh, no one would be able to see a battle in the sky. So it almost looks like uh, that battle is, is using World War II technology uh, 500 years ago, and yet the people who, if they did come from another solar system, would have to be uh, uh, using a technology so advanced, and yet why are they then doing dogfights in the sky? That's what doesn't make a lot of sense about the extraterrestrial theory of UFOs. Very, very and interesting even, point. Yeah, even the show, there's a show Ancient Aliens, which focuses on all of these alien, uh, you know, looking like carvings on and drawings on caves and, and statues. Uh, they look the spacesuits look like 1960s spacesuits. Why would this advanced civilization that could fly rings around a, a plane and has obviously somehow been able to come millions of light years or at least thousands of light years? in a short time, be wearing 1960s spacesuits. Well, what were they wearing? <laughs> in other words, why do they have those diagrams with people in apparently in uh, what looked like 1960s spacesuits? Space I mean, well, who, I think <clears throat> what are they depicting? Well, they maybe there are two things they might be depicting. They might be depicting uh, ceremonial things that could have originated in other ways, or 
they could be depicting uh, a projection that people wanted them to see or some entity wanted them to see. Perhaps a, a ghost, demon. Uh, our, le- our legends and histories are full of accounts and virtually every civilization that has been on Earth of beings that are not of us. They're, they're alien beings in the sense that they're not our uh, people, they're not people from a neighboring tribe or a neighboring island. Uh, and these people have been you know, called ancients, the ancient ones, the elder ones, the visitors from the sky, uh, the uh, demons of various kinds. And maybe they're depicting that. And these creatures who we normally think of one-dimensionally, a demon or an angel, uh, maybe they're, they're part of a of another realm of reality uh, where they mimic what our our reality is like. They mimic maybe the future uh, as far as the 1960s. Maybe these entities dressed up in 1960s garb uh, because that's what they thought thought that they could see uh, from their vantage point. Um, they certainly may have some powers that we, we, we don't have. But one example of that that is, I think, a very interesting case. In the late 1890s, um, airships were seen over many U.S. cities and were seen by hundreds of thousands of people. And these airships had often very bright lights, uh, uh, which didn't exist at the time. The, the airships were probably 15 years ahead of what the technology actually was. There were no airships at that time. The Zeppelins were built about eight to ten years later, and yet people saw them. Uh, they seemed to be piloted by humans. They often waved at people when they they came low in, in cases, much like the contactee reports, but they never claimed to be aliens. In fact, there's one account that they claimed they were setting up a new transatlantic uh, balloon trip, uh, balloon uh, route uh, to fly across the Atlantic. But then they disappeared. Well, maybe, the maybe they were Germans. Maybe they were uh, Germans, early experiments from Germany. No, the, the technology just doesn't fit. There, there's a gap of at least a decade before anyone in the world had this kind of technology, especially one that would fly over many American cities to be seen by hundreds of thousands of people. So maybe this is something that mimics our technology, maybe a little bit ahead of the technology, uh, but uh, by illusions. Uh, that's a theory that, if you're going to come up with a comprehensive UFO theory, I think you've got to include all of the sightings that match that problem. And that goes back a long time to the uh, quote ancient astronauts uh, to these uh, the people doing uh, running around in dirigibles when there weren't any dirigibles. Well, one of the things that bothers me about a lot of those shows on TV, they talk about these ancient aliens and alien contact with ancient civilizations in this world and, and on the Earth, and yet they <laughs> and that yeah, what what is the technology they show that they were involved in? Moving rocks around. Where's the technology? Uh, evi- ev- the technology evidences their existence. Where's these 
exotic metals, where is uh, tools, where is anything, I mean, moving rocks around, well, you know, obviously Stonehenge is is somewhat of a mystery, getting getting stones from uh, Wales into the center of uh, Britain, but, uh, you know, where is the advanced technology, the really the evidence of advanced technology, other than big rocks have been moved around? Yeah, that that is a very interesting uh, interesting question. I think and a very relevant relevant question. If indeed these ancient aliens existed, uh, what were they they doing that really was technological? Uh, one example of, of of why a lot of it seems silly to me. They uh, talk about a number of stories about how the, these aliens left on a, on a, 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 a column of flame and, and fire and smoke. Well, we know we're at the level that we can understand now technologically. Chemical rockets are not going to get us anywhere near another star. Uh, we've got to come up with some other technology. And so the UFOs don't have uh, exhaust. And that's one of the mysteries, how they fly, because there are no evidences of uh, heat signatures, of anything that would look like an exhaust or a flame coming out of the rear of them. So how could they have evolved so quickly uh, from, when, say, 2,000 years ago when they had these columns of flame in which they they rose? Uh, They had to be as evolved as they are today if they are really extraterrestrials to get to Earth. And that wouldn't use anything like rockets. So the uh, the counts of flaming uh, uh, vehicles just don't make any sense under any theory. They either were advanced beyond that, or they couldn't get here. Um, so we're, we're after looking at these inconsistencies and these illogical uh, conclusions. We left with demons. Well, one of the things that there are three things that are strange, particularly in terms of the extraterrestrial theory. Remember, the extraterrestrial has to be very advanced beyond even our immediate conception, not a thousand years, as uh, Professor Kaku said, but maybe a million years. So what do they do when they're here? They do strange and silly things. There are three that particularly deserve some focus. One are crop circles, where a lot of accounts of, of UFOs in conjunction with crop circles. Uh, and these are not made by pranksters. There were some evidence, some pranksters claimed they were making crop circles, and the, on further, and then that kind of ended the media's interest in crop circles. But in fact, the pranksters couldn't have made most of the very sophisticated ones that seemed to appear overnight and seem to appear in connection with UFO reports. Uh, the second inconsistent thing they do is mutilate cattle. Uh, since the 1960s, 40,000 U.S. cattle have been mutilated. All over, I think, 30 states have been in, have had the mutilations. And they've occurred in other countries. Australia, I know, has had some that I saw reported on. Um, but there are other places, too, that where cattle mutilations occur in conjunction with people seeing bright lights in the sky. Uh, 
over where the the uh, the uh, uh, mutilation occurred. Uh, I talked to a uh, congressman some years ago uh, from one of the western states, and he was a friend of, of the Utah uh, Commissioner of Health, the who was in charge of investigating uh, cattle mutilations, among other things. But uh, the uh, fellow who was the chief, I guess, was, uh, of that veterinarian of, of Utah uh, was amazed at these cattle mutilations because all of the evidence looked like it was done by some highly sophisticated technique where they used lasers, where there was somehow no blood at the point of the mutilation, and the mutilation wasn't taking any meat, it was taking the sex organs of the of the cattle and the eyes of the cattle and a few of the glands of the cattle. Uh, so that's inconsistent with a highly advanced civilization. You might you might take one cow to kind of examine what cows are like, but it's highly unlikely you're going to mutilate forty thousand cows. Over well, 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 who, who would mutilate them? Who would mutilate them except uh, people? And but if there's highly sophisticated uh, uh, techniques used. Who who is doing the mutilation? Who's doing it? It could well, be only... advanced civilizations that need organs to ex- experiment on, so they keep uh, mutilating cows to get certain organs. Yeah, that uh, that I don't think makes a lot of sense because unless uh, they're getting something strange from cows, they're not experimenting after forty years. After forty years, you think if you really and we're an advanced civilization with at least some kind of moral code. Uh, you either get a couple of breeding cattle and breed your own cattle, uh, which wouldn't be that hard since they seem to be able to pick up heavy things and pick up people occasionally. And uh, But going around the different farms over this long period and mutilating cattle doesn't make a successful strategy. If you were a government official and saying, we need some cattle to experiment on. How do we get them? Well, we go out and buy them. Uh, well, if we don't buy them for some reason, we could steal uh, the right ones to breed and then breed them in our own facility. Uh, what ha- What's happening around the spot mutilation doesn't make any real sense if, if you have an interest in the cattle. Um, but the third thing, which is uh, also one of the more upsetting of any kind of extraterrestrial theory is the uh, 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 kidnapping of uh, individuals. Uh, the the uh, um, phenomena where individuals feel they've been taken to a UFO and uh, experimented upon. Now, the first one to make national news was the case of Betty and Barney Hill, where they were stopped by the New Hampshire Highway. Uh, we're taken aboard a UFO and, and given various medical tests, and then and then released after uh, what seemed like uh, uh, three about three hours in, in lost time. They didn't remember the three hours. They suddenly got to where they were going in New Hampshire to their home uh, three hours late, which they couldn't explain. But then eventually their memories came back under hypnosis. If you relate this story. Of, of the kidnapping, and they seem to have some physical evidence of the kidnapping uh, by the UFO, the abductee phenomenon, it's called. And uh, they were abducted. 
Uh, and there's no real explanation of why an advanced civilization would pick random people, uh, take them aboard a UFO, uh, do some experiments on them. Uh, with the, uh, any advanced civilization, presumably would know how to look down on our libraries and our films and find out anything they ever wanted to know about the human body. Uh, but why take abductees? And the number of abductees is it's a controversial area because uh, psychiatrists have uh, sort of said this is just a, a kind of myth or a kind of uh, psychological effect that people are having, like really bad dreams. They're coming up with this abduction fantasy. And no doubt that explains a lot of cases. But a lot of cases that have been uh, investigated by competent people uh, seem to indicate there is some reality. Now, the reality may not be what they're telling us. Uh, if the aliens were good enough to be able to block some of the memories, they may be able to be good enough to put in a new memory. So there may be something else happening. Uh, but again, this, this goes back to medieval examples of the little people, the fairies, uh, abducting a farmer for a while. And then the farmer is uh, very much like a, a person who's contacted the aliens. They suddenly have time loss. They wake up, uh, and the aliens are all gone, and they're they're left trying to explain where they've been for the, the whole night. Uh, so the abductee phenomena, the, the crop circles, and the cattle mutilations just aren't consistent with aliens, especially a- aliens from advanced very advanced civilizations, and a number of alien uh, visitors from some other planet are here, they have to be incredibly advanced. It's interesting uh, uh, perception of, uh, of that. Those, and of course, crop circles don't make any sense unless they're done by pranksters, unless they're done, and that seems uh, highly unlikely since they appear all over the place. And uh, the way yeah. they're done, but it's, it's possible. It's not impossible. Humans are incredibly uh, creative about doing uh, things, uh, both uh, sensible and non-sensible things. Um, yeah, but but correct. But some some of the planet circles that have been investigated show that the uh, fibers uh, were not broken down by physical means, but that they had been subjected to a large amount of heat. Uh, certain joints in the fiber have been subjected to this heat and almost exploded outward, and that's what caused the, the physical making of the crop circle. It wasn't crushing it with a board. It was using some kind of heat on the crop circle. And, of course, that couldn't have been done uh, overnight. Well, this brings up, of course, explanations. Uh, are we being invaded by a demon... Uh, uh, army uh, are, are the demons coming out? Is is Satan making his move? What's I don't on? think so. I think it's more subtle than that. The purpose of demons and UFOs uh, is to create an illusion that something weird is coming from the sky, when in fact it's something we've always had to contend with. Uh, somehow the extraterrestrials have become a surrogate for religion. There are people who really almost like going to the UFO church 
they have their own icons, uh, namely these these various accounts of pieces of, of scraps of things that they find. It really is a, a very much of a of a pseudo religion uh, that is has the effect of substituting from the focus on traditional religions of the notion of God is now replaced by the notion of these spacemen uh, who seemingly do weird things. That may be the ultimate plan of, of uh, UFOs and why people... Well, I don't know. They got they, they got the whole progressive movement uh, which replaces God with uh, man. Man is God. Uh, and certainly the progressivism is a, is a competing religion to... Uh, traditional religions, Christianity, and Judaism, that's for sure. But you, you did, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but you did bring up a point. And what about these this, these so-called materials from crash sites? I mean, now we have crash sites, and we have people saying that they are got materials from crash sites, not, including dead bodies. What about that? Yeah, I think, I think those... Uh, Accounts of of materials and dead bodies are are pretty weak in terms of just practical evidence. I don't haven't seen any good evidence that people have ever gotten alien bodies. Uh, there are these that mythical that film that was shown to be a fraud in of Roswell, um, and it also is 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 somewhat hard to imagine. You have a technology to cross thousands of light years of space and you keep crashing. <laughs> the UFOs don't seem to have any problem in zipping around our planes with abandon uh, and yet they somehow crash. Uh, well, uh, machines so, are machines. Malfunctioning machines all also go back to this idea that there are competing uh, civilizations out there for control of Earth for whatever reason and every so often <clears throat> one, of the, one of these things gets shot down. Well, that's, that's, that's with a another logical. That's a more logical hypothesis. Uh, but it seems like if there are you know Star Wars type battles going on in the universe and uh, or in uh, Star Trek, uh, where you have different competing alien civilizations, there's a real question of what's the benefit. What, what if you were a ruler of a of a planet? and you had enough technology to rule the planet effectively, or even if it was being governed uh, uh, peacefully uh, by some uh, kind of republic uh, as our public, uh, why would you want to control another planet? Well, there are a couple of things you might be interested in. You might be interested in colonizing. So if uh, your son were to go go, uh, supernova or die and become a red giant, uh, you'd want your people to be able to survive by having a base, a new a new civilization outside your world. Um, but that doesn't seem to fit what the aliens are doing here. They're not trying to come and colonize or develop a, an alternate place to live. Um, and there is highly likely... Other many planets now. That I think there's as many as uh, two thousand Earth-like planets we've discovered uh, that are right, at least right size. Not not all in the habitable zone, uh, but 
there are a lot of planets in the, in the galaxy. Why spend a lot of focus on this one uh, if there are, as our science seems to believe, a lot of other planets? I mean, certainly in terms of minerals, uh, the asteroid belt is full of more minerals than the Earth has. In fact, the cores of, of asteroids may have large amounts of things like gold and iridium and, and platinum, as well as uh, radioactive materials. Um, so the need for actual physical matter is not a good reason to try to conquer the world. It's, it's sort of a good 1930s science fiction drama. Well, of course, just the idea of adventure is, is always out there, too. Um, and benefit is unknown until you ha- do the adventure. If you look at the Middle Kingdom in China and, uh, and the way they uh, were exploring the world until the Mandarins, the, uh, the bureaucracy, the socialist bureaucracy of the day, called all the ships back and said, what's the benefit? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, so, so you never know... Uh, People, uh, humans or, or other intelligent life may, may feel that this could be a benefit or, or they have a benefit that we don't see. Um, obviously, if we go back to the Middle Kingdom in China, if the Mandarins hadn't taken control of the country, we'd probably be speaking Chinese today here in this uh, <laughs> world. Robert, uh, we, but in well, any case, well, well, they, we're not. Yeah. Robert, we have about four minutes uh, to go. Uh, thank you, David. That's uh, producer... All right. Well, let's 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 uh, with four minutes left. Let's uh, kind of uh, wrap it up. What is what, in your view, is the most likely theory about what's going on? Just to summarize uh, a lot of things that you've said. I think the most likely explanation of UFOs are some type of paranormal phenomena, uh, whether you want to call it paranormal or demonic or angelic uh, they're not physical in the sense that we think of physical they're real and, and that's a line that needs to be stressed they're real, the pilots were photographing and catching on radar and infrared a real thing but the fact is I don't believe it was a physical thing, it was made of uh, some material that we don't understand or a sophisticated holographed way beyond our even ability to imagine. And I think that's the only thing that makes sense, uh, that UFOs and underwater vehicles are not real physical things, but they're a group that has been with us since the dawn of mankind, uh, call them ultra-terrestrials, I've heard that term used, who inhabited this planet, who are not physical beings in the same sense we are, but do have a reality. Well, it's kind of interesting. Demons in the sky. I mean, uh, uh, I mean you've touched on a lot of very interesting po- possibilities. Really, I mean, I think this idea that there might, if there's a physical presence, some of this morphing and all that stuff are uh, maybe designed to confuse us. Maybe there's jockeying for dominance. Maybe this is all... Uh, uh, all these declassified materials uh, are, de- are preparing uh, the world for something uh, major to occur. Uh, who knows? Uh, talking about uh, that, something major to occur, and to change the subject for a minute or so, 
you're in Washington right now. You're still in that Washington area. You still uh, decide cases for the court of claims. Um, how does it look in Washington? I mean, is the it looks like to me the Biden administration is is really based uh, building on the fact that the Obama administration had uh, corrupted uh, all the old, you know Obama hired all these ultra lefties uh, who have uh, the the idea that uh, any means to noble ends, therefore they don't, uh, you know, they'll okay, Robert, sacrifice gotta... a generation, as one person once said. Robert, you got to wrap it up. said in order to get utopia. But anyway, we'll talk about that because we've just been told by the producer that we're out of time, and so we'll interview on that issue later on. But uh, I thought the UFO discussion was really interesting, and yeah, uh, hopefully the audience uh, have a lot to think about. All right, David, I'm talking. Turn it over to you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.